Hello and welcome to another episode of Embodiment. This podcast is a place for those in the pursuit of creating a life that is the true medicine by essence, where how we choose to commune with ourselves, community, nature, and spirit reflects our state of health and well-being. The goal of this podcast is to give the power of healing back to you and empower you to create meaningful change in your life so that living healthfully and vibrantly is your natural state. We'll explore topics from Eastern and Western medicine, spirituality, quantum physics, to personal growth, food, food systems, and so much more. Some shows will be me sharing my experiences, while others will be interviews from experts, thought leaders, teachers, and more. And before we get into today's episode, please, wherever you listen to the podcast, one way you can support the podcast is by leaving a five-star review and a written review. It's so helpful. And be sure to like and subscribe to never miss an episode. You can also find me on my website at kaylaringdacm.com or on my Instagram at Ring. Now let's dive in. episode. My name is Kayla Ring and I am your host and today I have with me another wonderful guest Stephanie Johnstone and um, I'm super excited about where this conversation is going to take us today. I originally met Stephanie. Well first of all Stephanie I always do this but thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah of course. Um, You know I'm excited because I feel like every time we from the first time meeting you know and each time we've we've met and um gotten together like you and i it's easy for us to get lost in conversation so um i'm really excited to see where where today's conversation goes um but stephanie is a you know a healthcare worker here in the san diego area and that's originally how we met through um reopen san diego there is a subgroup part of that uh, called the, oh, remind me what it is. It's it's uh, the Reopen San Diego Healthcare Workers Group. Yeah, okay. It's simple, <laughs> it's simple as that, straightforward. Yeah. Um, so, and that's where we uh, originally met, and um, she's just a wealth of knowledge. So, um, Stephanie, if you could uh, start off by just telling us a little bit about your professional and your educational background. Sure. Um, <clears throat> well, thank you again for having me uh, on, Dr. Kayla. I'm very makes me feel really good. Um, well, first off, I'm a San Diego native. Um, I do have um, a bachelor's degree in art from San Diego State, and I was a graphic designer for several years. And then, in more recent years, I decided to change my career to nursing. Um, so I got my associate's degree at Grossmont College in nursing, and I'll be finishing up my bachelor's degree for nursing from Ohio State, which I've been doing online. And um, gosh, you know, I became, I got my license as a nurse during, during the pandemic in 2020. 
And since then, I've just been working in the home health arena um, throughout all of this that's been going on the last few years. <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure, um, number, number one, it was just a wild experience for everybody. Mm-hmm. But number two, for, for you being in this, that particular profession during that time, that had to have been um, like jarring, right? Shaking mm-hmm. the foundation and, um, and to experience, you know, like you were, you were in it. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, a huge belief, um, for both of us is that we feel that there needs to be some kind of change in the medical system. Um, and so number one, how did like 2020 and everything that you went through really influence your perception of that? And in what ways do you feel like there is a need for there to be a change within uh, the medical system? Well, you know, I started my nursing career a little bit later than than probably most people. Um, And I knew before I started nursing a few years ago that there were some big changes that needed to happen. But I also felt like I really want to help with change and make things better. Mm -hmm. I don't know how. Um, But I think once I got into nursing school and kind of saw more of the areas that needed help by the time 2020 came around and the pandemic hit, I I could see these big kind of black holes, (laughs) these big areas that really, um, I think the last two and a half years have kind of shined a light onto what is not working. Um, I, pardon me. I know for me, um, you know, I got my license in 2020, and that was exciting to finally to get that to be able to practice as a registered nurse. But it also was very concerning to me because I didn't know what I was going to be walking into if I was to go into the hospital or a skilled nursing facility. Um, so I kind of held off a little bit for a few months. <laughs> I was still working a different job in a different industry, and that was okay. <clears throat> but then I things that didn't quite sit well with me. Um, And I decided I was going to look elsewhere. So I did end up landing in home health, which has been really great. Um, And I like what home health has to offer to patients. I think the hospital system right now and the skilled nursing facilities have huge challenges and I don't know how things can change in the short come or, or even in the long run to make it better. But with patients, helping patients in their home, it's very different. But I think it's a really great place to really help uh, patients uh, heal. They heal faster. And just that one-on-one. And I'm kind of, I'm not in... Um, kind of the hustle and bustle of like the hospital system. It's very busy. There's um, many different things going on at once. It can be overwhelming. Um, High, um, what do I want to say? Uh, Errors and things can happen. They they do unfortunately happen. Yeah. And now with everything that's going on from what I hear, um, some local facilities 
they are pretty much short staffed. Um, they are being, you know, nurses are being pushed very hard um, to get things done and juggle multiple patients at one time, which is something that we've been trained to do, but I think now it's even more so, you know, than ever. And, um, you know, that's just something I didn't want to participate in. Um, and I just felt like the home health environment, <clears throat> as I'm seeing it now, I, I think it's a better environment and it's good for me um, moving forward, I guess you could say. <laughs> just trying to figure out what can change and, and I like the one-on-one -on -one better. Yeah. Well, and I think it's hard, right, when it's such a, like, a big system that's been in place for quite some time. It's like, how do you actually create um, effective and meaning, meaningful change? But what I'm kind mm -hmm. of hearing from you is, like, um, like, downsizing. If we can scale mm -hmm. down how, like um, you, you know, the hospital so that it's, you know, there's, it's almost kind of like schooling, right? Like mm -hmm. if there are less students with teachers or whatever, you know, is there more, the, the, the student is, um, gets more attention, right? Yeah. Um, and so does that have a more like, um, meaningful effect on the patient right because um for me and what i'm hearing from um like skilled nursing and like being in the home it's it's personal right mm -hmm. it's more one-on-one -on -one yeah. interaction and um health is so nuanced uh that it can be easily overlooked when so many things are going on at once so you know I'm curious if you think that it's, um, I mean, whether or not it's feasible, but if, if you feel like if we could like, um, uh, make it more like individualized care, um, that we would have a greater impact that people would heal better, faster, you know, recover or whatever. Um, if, if that's almost like the way forward, it kind of, to me, it reflects like, you know, like smaller communities start to thrive when, when it's just, it's a deeper connection, right? Yeah. Um, into me, like connection to other people, to ourselves, to something greater than ourselves is, um, like almost like the root of health too. Like when we start to disconnect from those things or we feel disconnected is, is um, uh, when we start to, maybe not start, but when we definitely feel um, the impact of it in a negative way. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I don't know if, if, the, if both of us are going to figure out a solution to figure, <laughs> to like yeah. solving that system, but, you know, um, it's a, um, a vision, you know, I guess kind of like what, what, how would you envision in an ideal world, the medical system looking? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, it's funny because I think about different things that could possibly be done, like solving problems. I, 
I'm kind of a problem solver in a way. And <clears throat> I mean, I have several different ideas, but I think really whatever the future is going to be for medicine is it's wide open. It really could be anything. And I think it may turn out to be something that we can't even imagine now. You know, maybe it's going to morph over time, maybe with a little bit of trial and error. But I think one thing that I'm starting to notice is that, um, for instance, with a lot of <clears throat> nurses that I know in the community that are realizing that they want to step out of that hospital model because it's not working for them for many different reasons. Um, and I don't think you, we will necessarily be able to fix that system. I think we do need to break away and step aside and build something new. But maybe we have several, several different things that we build new. Yeah. Um, I know with many of the nurses that are in um, the group that I lead under Reopen, <clears throat> many of us want to start our own um, nurse concierge slash consultant uh, type businesses. And kind of the way the way I'm seeing it is that in the future, maybe patients don't have to spend so much time in a hospital or skilled nursing facility or even go there at all to start. Mm -hmm. Maybe more of treatment and care will be in their home and you'll just have nurses coming to your house <laughs> or wherever you're staying yeah. uh, to help you. And I just think it's better all around because you're one-on-one -on -one with the nurse. The nurse is totally focused on you, what needs to be done. Um, they also can see your environment and see what's going on. And I think, you know, um, add an educational component onto that, give you answer your questions, give you undivided attention. You're in a comfortable space. You're going to heal better. Uh, maybe you have your family members there with you too, who can kind of chime in on, on what's going on, what's being taught, the education. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's less, there's so many different things. I mean, in terms of um, less interruptions, <laughs> you'll be able to sleep at night because you're not in a busy hospital where people yeah. are constantly coming and going. Um, less occurrence of infection, different types of things that... <clears throat> patients tend to pick up when they're in the hospital. Yeah. You know, you're not as stressed out. I mean, you still might have, you know, an Ill, illness, an ailment, et cetera, um, or even be recovering, let's say like from a surgery. Um, but I just think all around when you're in your own home, it's a familiar environment. Um, when you're having a healthcare professional coming to your space and giving you that undivided attention, you can build a rapport ask the questions that you want. Um, you'll get kind of an educational and teaching component to help take care of yourself. You know, what are the things that you need to look out for as a patient? Um, and then you can, <clears throat> you know, reach out and contact the nurse if you need to for a follow-up or something's changed. Could you please come out and um, help me with this and that? Um, I do know that a lot of nurses that are starting um, nurse concierge um, businesses across the U.S. Um, I've been following a few of them. You know, a lot of them are, um, they don't take insurance, so it's out of pocket. And I think that also takes rid of, uh, gets rid of a, a huge component, mm -hmm. <laughs> this huge insurance um, 
uh, I don't know how to de- how you would describe it. It's just it takes a lot of time and effort to get things done when you go through the traditional insurance model. You know, does the insurance even cover what it is that you the service or treatment that you need? It can take a lot of time. You could maybe have it partially covered and then you still have a lot of out of pocket expense. Um, also on the nurse side, you know, the more insurance involved, the more charting and different things that we have to do. And I think sometimes it can take away from patient care because we're stuck on the computer typing in and charting all these things that we need to put in, mm-hmm. but it takes some time away from actually just talking to the patient and figuring out what's going on. Uh, yeah. What can I help you with, um, et cetera. And so I find that all around, um, for the clients that I deal with in, in the home health agency I work for, you know, when they're just cash pay, paying out of pocket, the whole visit, the whole uh, transaction, you can say, is just a lot easier and more streamlined because you just have the two parties that have agreed upon services and I can go in and do what I need, talk to the patient, talk to the family, and then move on. And I just think it's a little bit nicer um, interaction, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, you know, and insurance is such a, um, interesting topic too, because, you know, it's almost like they really dictate mm-hmm. what happens and in the time frame too, like touching on, like it could really slow things down. It's almost mm-hmm. like, well, you have to, you have to make sure that you've really, you know, crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's before I like, they'll approve this treatment over here. You have to do the dance, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, like for me, I don't personally take it either. And it's like the, the experience with the patient is almost better because I, I don't have to try to fit my treatment into what the insurance mm-hmm. is going to pay for. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I, and you know, I'm curious if you feel the same way. It, it kind of sounds like you do, but to me, I feel like I'm better, I'm better able to serve my patients because I am not, um, you know, at the whim of an insurance company. Yeah. Um, and I remember, um, no physical therapists and I'm forgetting his name out in, um, ocean beach who said that I think he's in ocean beach, um, him and his wife. And they, you know, they left that medical system, started their own practice in ocean beach and they don't take insurance, but he was like, it's the first time that I'm really seeing my patients actually recover because Mm -hmm. I'm not, you know, I don't, I'm not listening to something else telling me what I have to do for my patients or what I need to do for my patients. So there's, um, a liberation from that system in that sense, if Mm -hmm. we could do that. And in my opinion, like, um, better healthcare, you know, like, that is healthcare. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think I know who you're, who you're talking about. And I, I can't off the top of my head, I don't know the name of his new company. Um, but if it's who I'm thinking, I, I did speak to him once at, at one of the events that we've had around town. And 
you know, I understood what he was talking about because you have the ICD-10 codes that you need to put in for things. And it's very frustrating, as he was saying, because he, you know, would have patients that would have this or that going on. And he he knows what he can do to treat them and help them, but it's not on the code. It's not like on the list of the the top 10 um, things that he can check off. And um, I completely understand that. you know, everyone is different. And, uh, you know, there's like certain labels they want to give you <laughs> uh, to check off. And I think it's very frustrating because not everyone fits into that box and not every treatment is going to be the same. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just see the whole system. It, it's, um, it's not personal anymore. And I know that there's a lot of good doctors and nurses out there that are doing their best to do that yeah. within this current uh, healthcare model, this current healthcare system that we have. But it's gotten so far away from true care, from really knowing your patient and being able to treat them and help them get better and move on. You know, it's like I love the patients that I have in home health. Um, and it is a little sad sometimes when when they do get well and I don't go see them anymore because I've really gotten to get to know them and, and have a relationship. But that's the thing. I want to help them and have them move on and live their life. And, you know, if I see them again, great. I'll be more than happy to serve them and, and help care for them. But until then, I want them to get better and move on and live, you know, um, a healthy, meaningful life. Um, and... You know, one, one thing for me, too, is if, if we backtrack a little bit, when I started nursing school, um, you know, our clinicals were in and out of all the hospitals here in San Diego. So that's one thing I, I did like is that Grossmont College is very good at giving you um, real world experience in almost every hospital in the county, which is good to see the different systems, to see how things work. Yeah. Um, and it's very fast paced. I knew exactly what I was signing up. For. However, I could just really see the holes of, of the things that were lacking, you know, and it, it's just, you have so many little tasks and things to do that the time that you get to go in and actually sit down and talk to a patient, get to know them and, yeah. and talk a little bit more than just your basic assessment and our, how are you feeling today? And here's your medications. You know, it, it's so rare to have that happen. And, yeah. you know, I think as people kind of move out of that system, maybe not um, healthcare practitioners that are starting their own thing, um, even patients that are deciding to go a different route. Um, I, I'm glad they're doing that because I think there's a component that's missing and they're not going to find it in that system. You know? Do you do you feel like there's um, like a movement towards yeah uh, like finding a new way both by the practitioner and by the patient? I think there is um, definitely with the patients. Um, over the last few years, I've had a lot of patients ask me for things like do you do Reiki healing? <laughs> I'm like, well, wait a minute. You know, it's just something kind of random because not everybody really talks about that. Yeah. Um, but especially patients um, 
in the hospital I encounter, they, they, do you do Reiki healing? Could you do that for me? And I'm like, wow, you know about that. So I think, yes, I think a lot of patients are seeking things outside of the box, thinking they're looking for things outside of the typical allopathic or Western medicine or medical model. And I know what people are seeking for, it, it tends to be called um, complementary or alternative mm -hmm. um, medicine, but really I think it's the opposite. <laughs> you know, your traditional Chinese medicine and acupuncture, um, you know, naturopathic medicine, uh, seeking yeah. out an herbalist or an energy healer, even plant medicine, those things I think are the original medicine. <laughs> and the allopathic Western medicine is, is kind of the complementary thing. Um, I think it's great that people are doing that. I think there's um, patients that I've personally encountered, they have chronic problems that, been going, that have been going on for years and years, and they're realizing I'm not getting better. Why isn't this working? Why isn't this changing? Um, the system is frustrating. The cost for health insurance in general, and then you know, the follow-up visits and then trying to be approved to go to see this person or that person. Um, it's just becoming a daunting task. So I really think it's great that people are looking at alternative modalities and trying them out and seeing what works for them. And I think what has happened over the last two and a half years, um, those of us that were already awake a little bit before COVID hit, we know these things work. But I think it's, uh, things have just kind of, um, you know, it's exponential now what people are looking into and realizing what works, you know, so many more people are open to different things. And I think it's great. Um, they're seeking out, you know, treatments from a naturopathic doctor or an acupuncturist that they might have never done that before. But I think it's great. And they're getting positive results. Um, and they're open to new and different things, which is great because that was not the case before. And I think people are realizing that there's more out there to access to help you, to help themselves uh, than maybe they knew before. Um, and I also think more than natural, um, I think there's more things that are more natural um, like mother nature, I think has a remedy for everything. Yeah. You know, you'll, you'll hear of things like here's, here's a perfect ex example that I, I wanted to mention. Um, I was listening to a really great podcast. Um, and the doctor's name was Dr. Bill McGraw and he was talking about Alzheimer's and he's been studying it for decades and apparently silica, which mm. I think that's uh, is it like a mineral trace yeah. element? You can find a lot of it in artisan waters. So really good artisan waters. If you go to, I think it's called um, finewater.com. It's, it's F-I-N-E water.com. It's a website. You can compare what's in a bottle of one artisan water compared to another. The higher level of silica you have in there actually will help reverse Alzheimer's. 
And he has the evidence over the years um, that he's been researching and following. And actually what the silica does is it goes into the brain and it actually detangles the plaque that you have in your brain from Alzheimer's. Yeah. It reverses it. I just find these things to be so amazing. And as I continue to just learn more about all these different modalities myself, I'm realizing that Mother Nature has pretty much a remedy for almost everything out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find it amazing. And unfortunately, I, I think um, the Western model, I think in the future, they're going to have to be open to some of these things. Let, let's include all of it under the umbrella of what's considered healthcare. Um, because people are moving to those things, you know? Yeah. They don't always want the pill, they don't want the surgery. Um, they don't want to be in the hospital, and I don't blame them. Um, they want to try something new and different that's going to work and get them, you know, results. Mm-hmm. Well, you you said so much right there, and I'm like, I feel like I could take, I don't know, probably will. I have I have all my notes going, but um, you know, what really stood out, um, several things did, but was that you know nature really has a, a remedy for everything, and and I love that so much because I mean, really reflective in Chinese medicine is. You know, they, it, number one, it was rooted in shamanism, but mm-hmm. they literally used nature as to create the model of, of classical Chinese medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I love about that is like, as, well, number one, I feel like as a collective, we've, we've distanced ourselves from nature, right? And so, um, you know, when we pay attention to like, you know, things start growing in our environment when there's a necessity for it at that time, you know? So like in the springtime, right. I'll notice as I'm like walking through my neighborhood that there's milk thistle that's starting to bloom and blossom. And, you know, a lot of people would look at it as a weed, but it's like, well, that's growing there right now for a reason, because as a, as a collective, well, number one, right now where we're at in, in, um, in the seasons, you know, in the springtime, Mm -hmm. your liver, it's liver season in the springtime Mm -hmm. in Chinese medicine. So, you know, you likely need to support your liver and liver function. And one of the ways to do that is through milk thistle. So Mm -hmm. can we start to pay attention more to our surroundings because mother nature is giving it to us Right. So that we can stay in harmony and not, you know, be at the affect of, you know, disease and pathology if we're just simply living from this disconnected place. Um, so I really uh, love that that you said that. Um, and, you know, I, I do also see like a lot of people curious about different ways. And, you know, where you said that you think that, you know, allopathic is really um, you know, on the other side of the traditional medicines that, you know, we first had, Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, there's certainly a need for allopathic medicine. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and, you know, I don't know if, if you, if you see it in this way, but like, I definitely see both sides of the spectrum at odds with one another where like Mm -hmm. Western is like, Mm -hmm. you know, 
looks down on Eastern, Eastern does the same towards Western. And it's like, well, there's really a place for both. And it could be really beautiful and like harmonious just to move Mm -hmm. and oscillate between the two. Um, But I think more and more it's, you know, people taking on this responsibility, right? I think Mm -hmm. when people start to learn that number one, like, you can fire your doctor, right? Or mm-hmm. the person that you're working with, right? Yeah. You, like you're paying them. Um, and if you're not being met in the way that you need to, you can go out and, and find it, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, you know, these people who are taking responsibility with like, okay, well, you know, I'm not feeling better, you know? And they're seems to be no answers here, but there are other ways. There's so many different ways to go about it. Um, and let's start to dabble in it. And I think that, I mean, I think 2020 did that for a lot of people and I still think it's happening, right. You know, you start to get like little glimmers of there can be a different way, but Mm -hmm. you know, our systems are so embedded with one another. Like it's really hard for these big systems to crumble, but I think, uh, you know, I'm curious what, what your thoughts are on this, but like, do you feel like we'll almost be for those who are seeking a different way? It's almost like we'll be living parallel to those who still want the old like mm-hmm. framework and structures. Yeah. I, I, I can kind of see that now. Yeah. Because I know that's kind of been the talk over the last few years. Oh, the, you know, kind of a parallel society pulling yourself out of the matrix, but now I'm really seeing it. And like, for instance, um, I mean, I still work, in the Western model, I'm, I'm in home health and, and that's very much um, what it is. I do have some clients that are open to some different things. Like some of them um, uh, have herbal formulas and things from acupuncturists and naturopathic doctors here in the county, which is nice. They get those on top of their other medications and things. So we have that. Um, But then I do know some other people um, that have already branched out and started their own separate thing. Um, I didn't know this, but for instance, Dr. um, I think the last name is Barkey, Jeffrey Barkey. He was one of, uh, is one of America's frontline doctors. um, And I believe he's in Laguna Niguel. He has a um, concierge practice concierge medical practice. He's had that for 15 years. Mm -hmm. I didn't know 15 years. I just thought this was something that he kind of had going since the pandemic started, to be honest. But I thought that was so amazing because he, I mean, he is a very well-respected doctor. He has several doctors in the practice. Um, He has other modalities. I I believe he has health coaching. I think he has a registered dietitian, um, some other Uh, services that are a part of his practice. Um, I don't believe he takes insurance. I think you pay out of pocket. He's affiliated with the local hospitals in his area. So if something does happen to one of his clients slash patient, 
um, and they do go to a local hospital, you know, they know contact, you know, contact so-and-so that that's, uh, you know, that patient's provider. I just thought that was amazing that he's been doing this already for 15 years. He's been doing this whole thing that's outside of the traditional insurance model. And I, I, I think that's great. Um, Dr. Simone Gold has started hers, Gold Care Clinic, um, which is kind of the same model. Um, I could be wrong, but I thought Dr. McCullough and some colleagues have started something new as well. Um, so yes, I mean, doctors are starting to pull away and kind of start their thing on the side that's different. And I like that I'm hearing that a lot of these doctors clinics are including other things or that they're open to it um to collaborate collaboration really um and treating kind of the whole person um i think it's happening (laughs) i just think we're, we're we're starting to hear about it now and starting to see it a little bit more and yeah i mean maybe i i am thinking there might be kind of this duality going on um we'll see how it goes. <laughs> um, I think more people are over time will probably come to our side to see what's going on. Um, and you know, as you were saying a little bit earlier, I mean, we need both, um, yeah. allopath, you know, Western medicine and, and we need everything else that, that used to be available to us mm-hmm. until, you know, the early part of the last century when things were changed. And a lot of those, naturopathic, homeopathic, you know, schools were kind of um, not able to continue anymore. And it was the Western model. Um, But another thing I wanted to say, too, is I I follow Dr. Shiva. Um, He, Dr. Shiva Iyendare, I believe, I hope he said his last name correctly, but he is, uh, he invented email. He's has like four degrees from MIT, and I follow him. And he's got a lot of really great information. One thing that he pointed out is that Western medicine today, um, it's based on military medicine and we're operating as though, you know, we're during wartime (laughs) and a disaster and chaos. And that's actually what it is. But years ago, before I became a nurse, I was an EMT for many years working on the ambulance in the 911 system here in San Diego and in the Bay Area. So, you know, I kind of have an interesting perspective and I think um, operating as military medicine, (laughs) uh, that that there's a crisis going on is kind of where we have been for so long, Mm. but I don't think we need to be there. (laughs) I don't think it has to be that way. Um, So military medicine, I've never heard that term before, meaning mm -hmm. like... um, well, to me, the way I'm interpreting that is like uh, p- putting out fires. Yeah, yeah. And we, almost... We're in crisis mode. Everything's yeah. a crisis mode. We have the 911 call. We have to go lights and sirens to get this person, that person. You know, we got to hop to it. And, and, you know, if we don't do this, the person, you know, may die, et cetera. Everything's just kind of fast paced. Um, I say kind of chaotic mode, but underneath it all, those who are trained to work in those systems um, can navigate chaos very well. But what I started to notice, especially um, 
in the 911 system is not everything is a true emergency. Out of, from my experience and what I learned and was trained on, and, and mind you, this is prior to, to COVID, um, only a very small percentage of the 911 calls are truly an emer- life or death emergency. Mm-hmm. Most of the calls are medical calls um, where people have a lot of uh, long-term chronic medical problems. Mm. And that's the problem with the whole industry. Um, and so you get this frantic 911 call to go somewhere and, and you get there and it's not necessarily a life or death situation. So we're spinning our wheels in all these directions and doing all these things um, when it's not necessarily uh I don't know, like putting out fires, but that's not necessarily the case. Um, I just started seeing things and, and realizing there has to be something different that we can do. You know, people have chronic conditions. How are they getting to this point? Why are they getting to the point when they're calling 911 when it's not a true 911 call? I mean, we do have them and we do have a need for firefighters and paramedics, et cetera, to, to come when you have those emergencies. But what are we doing with like the 90% that's not? And I think that in and of itself is a part of the crisis of um, this whole healthcare system. Um, you know, how, how do people get so sick and get to that point? Mm-hmm. Why is it getting to the point that they're having to call 911 and go into the hospital and then they get to the hospital and the nurses help them on the floor, but then we're still discharging them and they're still not well. They're still mm-hmm. sick. They're, they, they will end up coming back. So I just, I just see kind of this, this machine, how it's running. And I just don't think it needs to be that way. Mm-hmm. I, I think it could be something totally different. Um, and I don't think we need to operate in crisis mode all the time. I really don't think we do. I mean, um, even when it is a true emergency, it doesn't have to be chaos. And, you know, I've been in the ER when we've been treating, you know, bringing in patients, treating certain things, and it's not total chaos. It is a very serious situation, but it's, People can be calm. They're working well uh, to stabilize and help this person. So my thought is that healthcare in general doesn't have to be um, in this crisis mode that it's been in. It can be something I think where we're more connected to each other, to ourselves. What's going on with me? How can I get better? How can I heal myself? Um, And then being able to access providers that have different uh, modalities, skills, and services to help them. And I think it can be a positive, good, joyous, you know, encounter, interaction, as opposed to something that's very scary and chaotic and, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it can be, and I don't know how to exactly uh, describe it any better, but it's just something that I can kind of picture in my mind and just kind of a knowing. It can be the opposite of what mm. um, it has been. 
Yeah. And so do you feel like the opposite mode of this like Mm -hmm. crisis state would be like more prevention? Yeah, I think um, prevention, um, my big thing is education, Mm -hmm. self-responsibility, which leads to prevention. But I mean, there's so many people, (laughs) if you talk, if you ask patients certain questions, sometimes they can't even answer it. They're like, I don't know how to answer how I'm feeling or what my pain level is or what's going on. We're so disconnected. And then we have been taught and groomed to um, take the direction from the person in the white coat, like they know you, Mm -hmm. like that doctor that walks into the room and, and believe me, I'm not bashing doctors. This is just a general, general statement, but you know, they come into the room and as a patient, I remember thinking this, you just think that, oh, wow, they know everything. They know what's wrong with me. They know everything about me. They've read my chart. They're going to come in and help me. But really they come in and they've only seen you for a minute or two. They don't really know you. They don't know your life. They don't know everything that's going on. And I think we've just given our power away. And then also um, we, we've lost the ability to, I mean, pay attention to our intuition. What does your gut say? How, how are you really feeling? Or how many times have you overridden your, that gut feeling and you did something and you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you think about it too, you know, gosh, I, I know so many people, uh, well, the doctor said, you know, when you're like, well, why, why, you know, how come you want to do that treatment or take that medication? Well, the doctor said I need to. Um, we've just lost the ability to stand up for ourselves, um, to take 100% self-responsibility, you know, to continue to educate and learn for ourselves and go from there. Um, I think we can achieve that, though. And a lot of people are starting to do that. I mean, how many people in the last few years that we may know here in the community that have really done a deep dive. I mean, they really have done their homework and it's amazing to me. Some people, they have nothing to do with healthcare. They don't work in that industry, but I can have such a great intellectual conversation with them about so many topics because they've done their homework. Mm -hmm. They know what they're talking about. They know where to go to get the information. They can look at a research study and get the idea, the gist of it. Like, this is what it's saying, but that's not what's happening with with this or that. Um, And I think that's amazing. Um, You know, we need to reconnect with ourselves. We need to stand up for ourselves. We, you know, need to realize that it's it's us. You know, it's my responsibility to take care of myself. And I'm the only one that's going to save me, you know, Mm -hmm. and that I can do it. And, you know, once you start doing it, it's very empowering and you feel good about it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, I love every, everything that you just said. Um, and I think for me, like my greatest mission in, in the work that I do is, is education. I think that's how we create the most meaningful change mm-hmm. in the world is when we give the power back to ourselves, yeah. you know, <clears throat> um, and I mean, there's something to be said to be able to turn to community or to, to, to turn to somebody else for um, insight and, and their perspective and their, you know, uh, wisdom on it. But I think it's a, it takes it to another level, which I feel like was 
one of the greatest callings that came from 2020 um, was that ultimately the choice and the decision is yours, right? Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. I mean, even looking back on myself and like how I've um, navigated relationships with, with my doctors, um, I've always, it was without question, right? Just, I just like listened, right? It was by default um, that I, I didn't realize also, I think there's also a level of like um, realization where you're like, oh, but I guess I I do have choice here. I, I'm able to make a decision to do this or not to do this or to seek mm -hmm. out more information or whatever. I, I didn't realize that I had abdicated my power in that way. Mm -hmm. And um, that is, I mean, one of the greatest gifts, um, you know, also scary and overwhelming too, when you realize how much responsibility um, that you can have over your own life. Mm -hmm. um, but like, it's true. If we can connect with ourselves on this very deep level, you know, again, I've, I've had patients too, when I, you know, ask them, you know, how they're feeling or how to rate their pain or, you know, um, like what's happening in their physical body and there's not a connection to it. They don't know how to describe it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, um, but I think that place of power is when you're, and when you're actually in that place and state, when you can connect to yourself, mm -hmm. then you can better advocate for yourself, you know, and mm -hmm. you can ask like, okay, is this in or out of alignment with myself? And I think that translates just across the board for anything and everything, mm -hmm. but it's especially important in my opinion, when it comes to your own like medical decisions, your health decisions, um, and even outside of, you know, the medical system, it could also relate to, you know, like, um, you know, do I actually agree with and believe in this, you know, new diet fad? You know what I mean? Which yeah. food is our greatest medicine. Nature is our, yeah. our greatest medicine. Um, but like coming from a, from an authentic space, because maybe it does, but maybe it doesn't, and maybe it changes um, but that's where, to me, if we're going to have any kind of an effect or change in the medical system, number one, it's through education and seeking mm -hmm. that out. Number two, <clears throat> it's by connecting back with ourselves so that we can make the highest decision for ourselves in that moment and moment mm -hmm. to moment. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. It's, it's really important. And I, you know, I think it's a new concept for a lot of people, you yeah. know, because we have not been operating that way for a really long time. We've just kind of been doing things according to this is how it is, or so-and-so said that it's, you know, your doctor, your employer, whatever, your family member, you know, and um, it's, it's something new, but I think we'll get there. I, I think we have to do that. And, and, you know, the more you take self-responsibility and you try it a few times and stand on your own, it's great. <laughs> you know, your confidence level goes up. And 
I think then you start to realize how powerful you are and that the decisions you're making for yourself, because that's what your gut and your intuition is saying is, is right, you know, and then it's just kind of a snowball effect. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think if people can t- start tapping into that now, they can help prevent and ward off certain you know, illness and disease in the future, or even people that are really sick now, if, if they can start to take that responsibility, mm-hmm. uh, it's going to help them. They really can probably help reverse some things mm-hmm. and get better, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that that's one reason why I went into nursing was to help people and then help them get better. And so they can go on their own way and be happy and healthy in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not seeing them as a repeat customer, you know, Mm. (laughs) I may help them so many times and for a while, and don't get me wrong, there are some patients that need long-term care, but for the most part, I want to help them so they can move on with their life um, and not keep them in this continuous thing of payment and and having to come in for these visits and this and that and all this stuff that for what, you know? Mm Well, there's just so many like layers to, to healing, but I love that you said that, you know, you're, you're not having repeat customers basically, because I mean, and I, I take it in, you know, if, if there's not forward movement with my, with my patient or with a patient, then that to me, it's like, okay, well, I'm not, I'm not, um, I don't just want to put a bandaid on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that even in Eastern medicine, um, you know, where we say that, you know, oh, we treat the root of the, of the, of the cause. Yes. In theory, but there's also a, a large majority where we're also just putting a bandaid on it. You mm-hmm. know, we're not actually getting to the root. And so mm-hmm. it might actually take some time for us to, to, to peel away the layers to get to the root. Mm-hmm. But if we're not getting forward movement here, like then I'm not doing my job. Mm-hmm. So, um, in, in all of that, it's just, you said the word earlier, it's like, it's such an empowering process when you, mm-hmm. when you right because a large majority of pathology and disease is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not getting that same kind of like, uh, if we're not getting the education or the reinforcement. And oftentimes for me, it's the why behind why I need to change. You know, I, I feel mm-hmm. like as humans, we don't often make changes unless we have that why myself yeah. included. Um, so, you know, like those are the greatest motivators for, for change, but it's such an empowering one. And then, you know, for speaking personally too, I didn't realize how not well I felt until I started to feel better, you know, mm-hmm. and now it doesn't mm-hmm. take much for me to notice when I'm out yeah. of alignment with that, you know? Yeah. Um, and I just don't, you know, often choose, you know, whether that's by mistake or on purpose, mm-hmm. choose to step outside of that because when I, when you feel good, you feel good. And it's like, I don't, I don't feel like messing that up Mm -hmm. now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but again, it goes back to like this power of it's empowerment and Mm -hmm. it's, it feels freeing and liberating at the same time. And 
um, and starting to number one, realize that there is a different way, but that you can live outside of these constructs, these systems that have been in place. Mm-hmm. Um, like that's huge. And also mm-hmm. what I feel like a large part of, um, like what you are doing and building and growing as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious one of their like you know, I know that you, we've talked about like nurse concierge and all of those programs. Are there other, and what other ways are you, do you feel like there's alternatives for people who are looking to start, you know, branching outside of the system? Um, to work like healthcare workers, like different things that they can do or. Um, ooh, I'm, cu- or well, I'm curious for... for both, both, both for the workers well, and for the practitioner. I mean, you know, for the patient. Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, what's interesting is, you know, when all this started to happen two years ago, um, <laughs> you know, I just got my nursing license and I'm like, oh my gosh, where, where do I go now? Because everything was kind of turned upside down. And so I started doing a deep dive into like different things that you can do mm-hmm. as a nurse to help people. And, um, you know, there's like nurse concierge, there are health coaches, there's so many health coaches out there that have so many, a niche for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that. Um, there are people, I'm just trying to think, um, oh, people are starting these, uh, PMAs, private membership associations, which is kind of a different umbrella, a different way to run your business. Um, you're not, um, there's a different contract and you're not under the typical health insurance model. And I think there's a lot of freedom and you have a lot more choices in terms of your care, but it also depends on who the practitioner is and what they're offering. Um, I think in the future, gosh, I just think patients, if they seek out something different, they're going to have a lot more options. Um, and then I think for the healthcare worker, um, those of us that are trying to kind of step away from the system and start our own thing, we're realizing um, we're going to have a lot more control over what we do. Um, it's a little bit scary because you're stepping into the realm of being an entrepreneur slash business owner. I mean, what do I know about that? I just was in nursing school, you know, trained to be a nurse in this medical system. Um, But I think there's a lot of, um, what do I want to say? I just think those of us that are stepping, not away, but aside of the medical model, we're going to have something that's going to work well for people that seek us out. Um, Being in control of our own business, deciding the hours, what we charge, whether we're gonna take insurance or not. We're not gonna be working in toxic environments. Um, And some people work in very toxic environments such as the hospital system. Um, I think we can, it's gonna be better in the end because we can design and craft our business the way we want it and what's going to work for me and my lifestyle and my clients, you know, I can choose the days and times that I want to work, you know, um, I decide the cost for certain services. Um, I'm maybe not going to 
decide to work with insurance companies. And some people can. There are some nurse concierge services that do um, bill and, and work with those um, agencies, and that's great. They can, they can do that, um, and that'll be good for some people. Um, but I just think we'll have a lot more autonomy. Um, we'll be able to have, I think, better one-on-one interaction and conversations with our clients too and, and really help them. What is it they need? You know, maybe my services are not what they need. And I can say, you know what? I've got a great person in my network that does something else, energy healing. And it sounds like you might want to go talk to that person. Mm. Um, So I don't know if that helps, but I mean, there's uh, so many people that have different um, specialties. Um, I do know a nurse that's a lactation specialist. I mean, how many new mothers really need help um, when they have a new baby and breastfeeding and things like that? Um, and I know that particular person is so passionate about what she does. Then I have someone else um, who uh, sustained an injury um, from, uh, you know, the, the shot and has a totally different perspective and knows quite a bit about uh, different um, alternative treatments that you could use. Um if you sustain an injury and that's great because there's a lot of people that um had some really bad adverse um events yeah from the vaccination and it's really turned the world upside down well here you go you have a nurse who has a real world experience that can definitely help you with that you know and then we have others you know their specialty is like pediatrics um someone else uh their specialty was uh organ transplant I mean, what a perspective, but now that person is kind of stepping out of this model and starting something new. So, you know, I just think there's going to be, whoever you are, just know (laughs) that there is someone out there to help you, whether it's a nurse concierge um, person or a health coach, you know, whatever their title is that they decide to give to themselves, there's someone for everyone. And, you know, they can make, you know, a world difference in your life. Yeah. Well, and what I, you know, I feel like this is where uh, for those practitioners that are like starting to move outside mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, I like what you said, um, aside from that system is that we just really have to lean on each other for mm-hmm. um, basically building a, a, a completely new system. Yeah. You know? And it might just be like, you know, subsystems under this yeah. like greater vision. Yeah. Exactly. Um, that's probably. But isn't the- that what community, quote unquote, community is? I yeah. mean, we help each other. We rely on each other for things when we need it. You know, we can't possibly all know everything. So, you know, seek out that great person in your community that knows these few things that they're passionate about, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and that's the other thing too, is I think nurses can branch out and find their niche based on their passion, whatever it is, whatever they're very passionate about in healthcare. And I just think uh, their gift of their time, you know, and their service to that person that, that needs it, that wants it, it's just going to be so great. You know, the healing is going to be exponential. You know, I think we can really motivate and, and help someone feel really good about themselves and making change. I mean, 
like how often, you know, every so often I'll, when I've had to seek out, you know, medical help and I'll, I'll come across a practitioner that is just so awesome. You know, they've just made such a great impression on me. And I think it's because for whatever reason, reason, they're just so passionate about what they're doing and their delivery of care. And it, it just made the world of difference for me, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of nurses, I don't think are able to be as creative as they'd like to when they're in that Western mm-hmm. medical model, because it's, it's very regimented. Everything's put in a box. You have your codes and your you know, drop down menu that you got to click something in. So I think as nurses maybe branch out a little bit more, they can be a little more creative, be a little more who they truly are, their personality, mm-hmm. what they have to offer. And there will be patients that will seek out their services. And yeah. 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 And like, yeah, I feel like number one, there's healing in community. Mm-hmm. Um, when there's human, you know, connection to, I don't know, like I often hear from patients, you know, like their gratitude for feeling heard and seen, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I think that makes such a profound impact on healing as mm-hmm. well. Like, yeah. you know, um, and yeah, like there's. I feel like there's so much potential, like moving forward mm-hmm. as we create this new space, you mm-hmm. know, in this field. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely number one. I'm so grateful that our paths cross because yeah. you know, yeah. I it it makes a difference when you when other people, especially in the field, have a similar vision for. Mm-hmm excuse me, how they, you know, want to see the, the industry go mm-hmm. and for, um, like true healing, not that there's yeah. not true healing in the other system either, but, um, yeah. perhaps it takes it to a different, different level level. Yeah. 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 I agree. And what I guess, you know, moving forward, you know, my thoughts too were like, I guess it's not fair to to think, you know, we want everyone to kind of get out of the Western model and come on our side, that we have free will and everybody can make the choices that they want. And I do know some people that still are very, still very married to the Western medical model. And that's fine. That's their choice. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're going to have both, <laughs> but I think it's great that, um, let's be a little bit more open and collaborate and sharing and, and going back and forth and be open to all of these things. And, you know, I think the power of the mind is really important too. Um, if, if people believe that their Western model works for them and it does and they get better, great. Um, mm-hmm. but if they believe another, you know, Eastern medicine or a different modality is what works for them. Great. That's great too. Mm-hmm. But let's be open and, and let that, like, let that happen. Let, let patients be seen and heard and let that happen and not shoot them down. You know, Oh, you yeah. want to go to an herbalist for herbs? Yeah. Let them go. Herbs can be very powerful. You know, mm-hmm. you want them to go get a chiropractic adjustment. Yes. That can be very, very good as well too. Yeah. Um, and I think, 
you know, those of us that are a part of this um, group that I have, it's nice because it's, it's a nice combination of many different modalities and we're open, everyone's so open to everything. We all kind of know about it all, really. I mean, we're all very, um, I don't know, inquisitive, is that the word, um, about it all, which I like. And I think that's kind of what we're wanting to do is, is kind of just start this network of yeah. people that are, we're interconnected, we support each other, we do different things. And that's great, because there's someone for everyone, for every patient that comes in, they'll find one, two or three, however many um, other practitioners that can help them. And, and we're all like-minded. I mean, we really want people to get better and, and to be healthy and not suffer. And I think learn new lifestyle um, choices and how to make new lifestyle choice, choices and, and how to change things too. Um, I think it can be so overwhelming right now. We, people have been yeah. so regimented to the lifestyle and the schedule that they have. <laughs> Nobody yeah. knows or realizes, hey, maybe I can just stop and step outside of this. And that's kind of where I am. You know, how can I change things to work better for me? And then it doesn't have to be what it is right now. Um, and I, I, that's one thing I wanted to say. That's why I like when I see, um, especially some of like the chiropractors, dentists, and like naturopathic doctors that have... Um, business hours. And you'll notice, I mean, it's very specific hours, or they have Tuesdays and Thursdays off all the time. Or yeah. a lot of dentists now only work Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, they're usually off. Um, or by appointment only. I like that because, you know, we're not robots. And I don't think that the powers that be whoever said we need to work five days a week, um, two days off, with your two weeks off out of the year and that you retire yeah. at such and such age and that's your life. And I don't believe that. I think we can craft and create our own work schedule that works the best for us and our clients. Um, and then we can take the time that we need to live our life, to enjoy things. I mean, how many things do we miss during the week when we have to work that nine to five? Oh, I can't make it because I'm working. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's crazy. You're not going to get that day or that time back or that day and time back with your friends or family or whatever it is that you would have liked to do. So let's just, you know, rewrite and kind of draft a new way that we do things that works. Yeah. I mean, everything will get done. We all have the same amount of hours in the day. Like, it's not like somebody has more time to get more things done than others. I, I think it can all happen and we can make great livings and be able to support ourselves and our families. But I also think, you know, we can make more time to live life for what's important, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, I've, to me, it's like, how can we rewrite just everything, all of the systems that we've been, Mm -hmm. subscribing to and participating in. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, going back to like lifestyle as well, like healing comes when, when we have a full cup. So if we keep trying to push forward, 
you know, mm-hmm. and keep operating at this, the same pace or the same frequencies that we've been doing that has gotten us to where we're at today or, you know, mm-hmm. 2020, whatever, Yeah. then we'll, you know, we're just going to keep having the same things, yeah. Yeah. you know, the same mm-hmm. diseases keep increasing with, uh, you know, heart disease and diabetes mm-hmm. and cancer and all of that. Like that's just going to continue to escalate. Mm-hmm. And so that really comes like, how do we change that? Well, it changes on those like smaller systems, those smaller things in play that affect the bigger picture. Yeah. So <clears throat> I totally agree that like we have to rewrite probably all of the systems, yeah. just the medical system, yeah, right? I know. They yeah. all feed into each other. They do. They do. Um, it's set up very well. It's it's a yeah. well oiled machine. Um, you know, starting from school. I mean, we have yes. to go to school five days a week. You have to be there so many hours. Um, you have to sit at the desk, you know, don't, especially when you're little, don't fidget. You have to be quiet or you, <laughs> if you talk too much, you got to go sit in the corner. Like that happened to me. I don't know how many times, <laughs> but it's like, you're a kid and we're meant to be outside playing. How come yeah. we're stuck sitting at a desk so many hours a day? And then how come when you go home, you still have all these hours of homework to do? Um, and why do the poor parents have to get up so early to take the kids to school, to work all day, to come home, to do even more and then just crash and get up and do it the whole day again. Like, it's just this crazy system of of craziness Mm -hmm. that I see it ever more clearly now um, of us being groomed to be good worker bees in the system. Um, They don't teach they say they teach critical thinking, but they don't because many times I've been shot down in the academic and professional setting for being a critical thinker. Um, And, you know, we're, they don't teach you how to be an entrepreneur. They don't teach you so many different things that they Money, finances. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And also why do we have to go to school for so long? I mean, You know, up until we're 18 and then people go to college, especially like if you're in medical school, I mean, you're talking decades of school. Mm-hmm. Why? I'm just saying why, why, what, why so much? And then what's the payoff? And then when you have so much student debt and then you're, you are enslaved to the job cause you have to pay off that debt. It, it's, it's a whole crazy system. And I think we can step outside of that. Um, I don't exactly know how it, I, you know, the exact vision, but there's just a knowing where I feel like it can work. We can do this. And people are doing it, by the way. Like, for instance, the healthcare workers or providers that are changing their hours, you know, we're only here four days a week and that last day is appointment only. Um, or other people, appointment only. I mean, do you really know what their hours are? Who knows? They probably have months off. doing you know traveling or doing something that they is important to them and then they come back and you know see their patients when they do and that's fine like i think we need to give ourselves permission to live life having two weeks off out of the year is not living life who came up with that it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. i mean we need more time for ourselves we need and that's the thing with self-care and responsibility how many people do you hear say oh it's such a luxury to go 
to yoga or to the gym. No, it's not. Yeah. That That is an essential self-care everyday thing yeah. you need to do as a parent, as just a person, as a sibling, as a aunt, uncle, whoever you are in society. I think we need to change that. We come first. Taking care of ourselves is first. And um, I don't think we need to run ourselves into the ground anymore. We can have more balance. You know, yeah. the more time off and more recharged you are, you feel great when you go back into work. Right. Um, you know, and I, I, I think um, people really are realizing also nurses, gone are the days of being a martyr. Gone are the days of working yourself into, into the ground of so many hours, so many shifts, working at night, um, having it take a toll on your health. How many healthcare workers at the end of their career are just as sick as the patients they took care of? because they haven't been taking care of themselves. They're overweight, um, have cancer, uh, diabetes, high blood pressure, you name it. Uh, yeah. and, and many times in the hospital, I had many patients. Oh, yeah, I used to be a doctor. I used to be a nurse. We don't need to do that. Everything will get done in a day. Um, I think you can still be a great nurse, a great practitioner, and I actually think I'll like you better if you have more boundaries and like, no, I only work three days a week. That's when I see my clients. We'll make an appointment. You know, if it's urgent, I'll see you otherwise. And just carving time out to take care of yourself, to be an example to your patients. You know, that's the yeah. other thing. You know, who, who do we have as an example? Well, let's just start being our own example. Right. You know, and then I think people will realize, hey, I can do this, you know. Right. Well, it's like, number one, it's holding up the mirror to ourselves as a practitioner. Are we also walking the walk? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, doctors and healthcare workers, I mean, I'll speak for, you know, myself yeah. and what I've yeah. seen, like, we can be some yeah. of the worst patients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I think that also, like, to me, with, like, if we're so disconnected from life and living, yeah. That also translates on a cellular level, in my mm -hmm. opinion, right? Then our cellular processes start to break mm -hmm. down in uh, as a reflection yeah. of that disconnection from yeah. from living. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I feel like that's it's like a call to return number one to ourselves, but to to actually like living life. Or can you be yeah can we be healthy enough so that we can be present to and experience life as it's yeah. meant to? Yeah. As we're Yeah. Return to. to nature. I think it's a return to nature. Yeah. I mean, I think we're so disconnected from mother nature. I mean, when was the last time we, you know, we live here in San Diego. How many people do you know that haven't been to the beach in mm -hmm. years or decades? I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. We live in one of the most beautiful places in the world and you haven't been to the ocean. <laughs> Yeah. to step in the sand or the ocean and it's so healing we need to be grounded we need we need to be around all those um negative ions i think is what it is <laughs> the ocean offers us uh to offset our positive ions but i find that um truly it, it, it's amazing in a way wow you know wow really but i'm like that i think that's part of the problem we're so disconnected from nature, from knowing ourselves, we're disconnected from our community. 
um, we're disconnected from, you know, if you have some type of practice, whether it's, you know, you go to church or meditation or something, we're so disconnected from all of that. Um, and I think if we were to get back to that, um, some really great positive things would happen. And I think we'll still be able to get everything done in a day, in a week, in a year that we need to get done. I think we can all be just as, um, as successful. We can be just as high tech as we want to be as well. I don't think going back to nature is going to take away from anything. I think it's going to make it better. Um, I agree. You know. Yeah. I feel like when I'm, when I feel good, right. Because I've done the things that I've, I've needed to do for myself in order for me to be in that state in place that mm-hmm. I like that day that I feel good. I, it's like that day is mm-hmm. I do everything and more. Yeah. And somehow it, somehow mm-hmm. it feels like I almost have more time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this yeah. effortless flow state. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And it, but isn't it kind of cool when you get lost in the day, in the moment and the day and the day seems so long, but you've just had such this great time just mm-hmm. taking everything in and it's like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's, we're here to do that. We're not here to be worker bees, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're here to live life and enjoy it and experience it with everybody. And we don't have to be as sick as we are we don't, we can be healthy. I think disease and illness obviously is a, a symptom of something else, but that's not what we need to live in. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a barometer to say you're off course. Like I heard um, Carolyn Mace, she's like a, a spiritual medical intuitive. Mm-hmm. And one time she said, it's not that you're off course in life and you're trying to get back on course. It's that you are on course. You're on that road, on that path. But the second you start to go off and veer to the left or the right, and it's not the right path for you, that's when things start blowing up and not happening right for you. That's when you start having problems. And I really like the way that you said that because, yeah, why why do we keep thinking we're off course and we've got to get back on course? We're on course. Everybody has a course. Everyone is different. Their path and journey is different. But yeah, it's when you're not taking care of yourself, when you're not listening to your intuition and maybe working in the wrong career, uh, you're still in the wrong relationship. Yeah, that's one thing. You, it, It's true. You go off the road and you don't have your off-road vehicle. It's bumpy and you're going up and down and things are happening. And I think that's a great metaphor. It, it makes more sense. We are in our path. We just have to listen to ourselves mm-hmm. and make more and better, more informed decisions that align with us to keep us on path. And then when you do that, you're in flow and, and things work. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's when we're our most vibrant self. Mm-hmm. And I feel, you know, um, I feel like we're in such a special place here in San Diego that mm-hmm. like there's just such magic happening around the industry here and the yeah. changes that are happening. Um, and the people who are who yeah. feel called to yeah um uh be on the forefront of mm-hmm. this change yeah um yeah. so i consider myself very lucky yeah um yeah. i'm curious what so i would love to hear more about like the things that you have going on professionally the things that you're building and also what you're doing with um 
the reopen San Diego healthcare workers? Yeah, well, um, gosh, so many things. Well, you know, in fall, I will be finishing up my my bachelor's degree in nursing, which I'm very excited about that. It's been a long road. Um, and, and that can't, can't come quick enough because I do have, uh, you know, bigger ideas for having a health coaching business. And that's kind of all I can say right now. Um, but health coaching is, it's, health coaching and nurse concierge, I think those are two big words you're going to hear more of in the future. Um, I think it's just going to be more personalized health care care that the public can get from those of us who've been trained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, <coughs> excuse me, the meetup group that I have under Reopen, um, I it's a great group of healthcare practitioners and professionals, all modalities from one end of the spectrum to the other. And there are many of us moving forward with starting our own businesses. So I think, you know, our goal, and I think in 2023, we're really going to be able to get some good things going is, you know, there's going to be a network of professionals here in um, the county that can cater to you, you know, um, what's your issue? (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. um, do you have chronic pain? Maybe you need to go see an acupuncturist for some things. Do you need to go see, um, a chiropractor for an adjustment? Um, I think we're going to focus a little more on alternative modalities. Mm -hmm. However, let's say you're a post-op patient. Let's say you went in for some type of surgery and now you're at home and you need some care. Well, how about calling up one of the nurse concierge services to come to your home um, to, you know, do the treatment and service that you need, but you don't have to go to the hospital, you know, yeah. and you're going to get that one-on-one care from a properly trained nurse who's also well-versed in other modalities. You know, maybe um, you do need some other services like aromatherapy for your pain. Maybe you might end up going in for, um, uh, to see an acupuncturist for some uh, pain, you know, to help with pain or things like that. Um, so that's just what we're trying to do is just to get something up and running, um, have more services that we can offer to the public. But I think we're, we're still in the beginning stages of trying to figure it out, what we legally can do and not do. Um, of course, none of us would ever um, be practicing outside of our scope of practices, of course. But, you know, there's a lot of Um, other things that we can offer. And, you know, I'm just really hoping by 2023, we can have something, um, even like an online portal where people can go to, to kind of find out who who's under this network umbrella in the county, um, that they could reach out and and see, you know, if they can help them. I love that. And such good work. I mean, you know, and it's literally going to take a village to, to, you know, yeah. start to walk in yeah. step next to this other system. So, yeah, but um, we're doing it. We're doing it and yeah. we'll get there. Yeah. 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 Just one foot in front of the other. Yep. You know? <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you yeah. so much for, for talking. I knew, I knew I was like, this is going to take on a life of its own and it's going to be so <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> good. So I'm, I, I love this episode so much. So um, firstly, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with me. You're welcome. Um, and I will yes. link any, anything um, 
related to you and your work and what yeah. you're also doing with um, uh, reopen healthcare workers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, that way people can find out more about what the group is doing, what you're doing. Um, yeah. And it, you know, kind of an easy way um, if people want to get a hold of me on the reopen website under the meetup groups, there is a link under healthcare and that comes to me. Okay. So that would be an easy way if they just want to go on there and then they can shoot me an email and we can go from there as well. Um, and, or maybe they'd like to come to the meetups and just have some great coffee and conversation and, and meet some like-minded people in the County. You know, yeah. I've got some new best friends. Let me tell you the last few years, I have such amazing uh, people in my life that I call friends now from, from the meetup. And it's really yeah. been wonderful. It yeah. is truly a wonderful community. So I'm definitely grateful to, to have yeah. found it. So, um, but I will definitely link them directly to okay. that um, for more information. But thank you so, so much welcome. for chatting. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and I know I'm, I'll probably have you on again as well as some of, of the other nurses as well. Yeah. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>